0: Hey, seltzer man.
1: (laughs) Okay, if the seltzer man sounded like that, I would not invite him to my house. That's just creepy. I don't want that seltzer guy here. Bill Wadman, I'm
2: here with your seltzer. (laughs) Let's
1: round this this year out right with a little Q&A.
0: Okay, uh, so this is uh, this is Tuesday. It's uh, it's Christmas Eve for many of you. Well, I mean, it's Christmas Eve. I guess you know for pr- pretty much.
1: Technically, everybody. it's Christmas Eve for everyone. Whether or not you celebrate it is the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's it's Christmas Eve day, uh, and and this is on taking pictures. We thought this was the last show of the year, but but it's not. No, we have got one more. They make us work. So all it's a day New Year's Eve. It's a New Year's Eve show. Uh yeah, New Year's Eve show. Very exciting. See now it what would be fun, but but you don't drink is if is if we did it like and we drank every time we did you know the silly things on the drinking game. Oh that would be fun. I but could you, do it You I'll would just... be stone cold sober and I would be I'll hammered. I'll take a shot of Coke. I'll be wired by the yeah, end of it. Yeah. I, I would be hammered by 630. Um after your first drink? <laughs> no. No. Uh so uh we're here each and every week. This is on Taking Pictures. We're here every week. Uh, talking about photography, why we take pictures, probably, probably the why more than the how. Right? Yeah.
1: Although we're going to uh, do, we're going to talk a little how
0: today. All right. Uh, okay. my name's Jeffrey Sidoris from Fade and Blurred and, and with me, the, the, uh, the impatient yet still fancy Bill Wadman.
1: Well, you know, I have to go this afternoon and see like 12 Vermeers all in one place at
0: the, Frick, well, at the Frick Gallery. You got to get to the frickin' gallery and see the Vermeers.
1: Ah, oh, bad joke. Bad joke.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, you
1: know, I just wanted to say we, we were doing in, in the Google Plus group, and I it, it pains me to say this, but we recorded early, uh, we recorded early last Tuesday. And Tuesday evening uh, sort of became popularized that we were going to do a print swap on the Google Plus group. So it ended up being, I think, like 25 people. But we should do these things more often
0: yes it was going what it was it through elfster
1: yeah maybe we do one once every couple months or something like
0: that yeah let, I, let people I, print um, out and share
1: stuff with each other
0: i i did not participate because i knew i wasn't going to be around yeah. um but i would like to do that yeah definitely yeah.
1: so uh i i put my thing in and uh, put my name in the hat and i've actually already sent out my print to the lucky person who gets my print um yeah they're lucky yeah uh we'll yeah, that, see that's their luck yeah they're just like oh great <laughs> yeah bad luck <laughs> but uh, i just wanted to mention that and say that it was a really good idea and i think it was jeff who was putting it together uh let's see yeah it was jeff green who was putting it together i think so just want to say thank you to him for that uh all right so we have i asked for questions for today so we have a huge pile of questions that we're going to go through uh and get as, our opinions as many on. as possible no, we're doing all of them. I don't, Are I we, don't care. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, did
0: you see? Did you see a uh, 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 f- friend of the show and and I don't know, challenger to the fancy throne, uh, Alan Bailward uh, had a conversation with David Dushman. Took some portraits of him. Yeah, must be nice. It's good to be Alan Bailward. Yeah, <laughs> hanging out with David Dushman in his studio.
1: someday will someday we'll be as fancy. Yeah. Uh, so we have some news before we do the questions. Do you want to do the news first, or do you want to do the news after the questions?
0: Well, you just said that we had to do it before. I guess we so. don't
1: have to. Okay. We can do either war. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs> All don't
1: right. Know. We'll do it before. Hey, somebody sent in a thing today and I'm going to move these around
0: in order. Did you see this yoga thing? So, oh, the copyright? Yeah. Uh, no, a patent. patent. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. There, there's a patent for swinging, right? Like, the process of, like, sticking your legs out and going up and then pull, somebody has a patent on that. Is that so true? Is how, yes, it is. So, this is how ridiculous. For a second in, there, I thought in, you in meant that.
1: There was a patent. So, like, when couples go to a party and they put their keys <laughs> that in whole a bowl. Thing where you
0: put your keys in the bowl. There's a guy that got a patent on that. Oh, like, on a swing. Okay. So, this this kind of shows you how, how right. ridiculous the USPTO what can be. Well, you're saying it's indefensible. Uh, yeah.
1: This, this, this patent is is yes it's on paper but they it would never hold up in court so it's meaningless probably but it's still fascinating that someone would even
0: try okay so what is it so H- hit me okay with the juice of this. so
1: the guy so this company apparently Yo- Yogalo, yoglo something like that yoga yoga glow uh patented the uh, uh, shooting video from the point of view of a person say two like in the second row of a yoga studio. So you're looking between two people in front of you at the instructor who's facing you out in front of them. Right. They patented that point of view and say that anybody else who uses it in a video, apparently owes them licensing fees so, or
0: can't do it or whatever. So what's more ridiculous trying to patent it or the person who granted the patent? Uh, well, here's the thing about the granting the
1: patent. I think the average person who is sitting at a desk at the patent office probably doesn't have the right to, you know, they're going to err on the side of, you know, what, I'm just going to give this patent rather than try to be the arbiter of what is and isn't patentable because they figure the courts can do that. And I'm just having a nine to five job and I'm making my sixty five thousand a year or whatever it is. Right. I, I'm not surprised that they are very liberal with patents because if they were very conservative with them, I'm sure the government would get sued for, for not giving a patent on something that ended up being, yeah, but, you but know, shouldn't, shouldn't you
0: have an awareness? I mean, isn't that, isn't that akin to politicians making decisions about science and technology that have no background in science and technology? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in this case, it's not
1: even a, it's not even that there's a, a non-understanding of the technical thing. More just that it's just this, really, is that even patentable? It's so obvious that it's, you know, the person who sent me the email said, you know, you should go, uh, Fernando, said, you know, you need to go patent your Bill Wadman portrait method, you know. And if I had a specific thing, if I was Martin Schuler and had the thing with the lights and, the, you know, the, the strip lights and the whole thing. Right, right. Could he go patent that? That's crazy or, talk. Or like the, the Brenizer kid. Couldn't he do that? Yeah. that I mean, like, with really. The multiple, right. Know, that just seems—that seems crazy to me that a technique can be patented. You know, that's like saying that the—you the, know—the the way that Van Gogh put a lot of paint on his things and swirled it around is patentable, and no one can do that but Van Gogh. That's just crazy. Um, well, the- I'm sure this thing will get thrown out in court eventually. It's just—it's just—it is interesting.
0: Patent and and copyright have gotten a little out of hand. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. that's that's. Uh, <sighs> The one thing this, I could say about this is that at least the company is actually making videos
1: using that technique and didn't just patent it like a patent troll and is sitting on it.
0: Right. You know what I mean? But, but still, I mean, it's th- this country was built on the idea of, of seeing something and going, you know what? I can make that a little better. I know. And you were there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those the <laughs> anyway, I
1: just thought that was an interesting article. Yeah. I guess we'll see how that, how that, how that plays out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very odd. What do, what do you think about this uh, what is this Slate article about selfies? The Slate article about self- Note to Selfie?
0: Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Oh, this
1: okay. is is this that memory argument?
0: Yeah, the 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 idea is that that we 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 don't experience moments and the, and the because everybody's looking at their phone and uh you know, you go to a concert, let's say and you, you've got so many people looking at their phones instead of looking at the act on stage because everybody's trying to catch a video or, or yeah. whatever and they end up going on YouTube and the sound is horrible and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and this, this idea is that, that we're missing out on experience because we're trying to capture the experience. I think that that is entirely true.
1: I've thought this for a while, actually. Like, I always thought if I ever got married, I probably wouldn't have somebody taking pictures at the ceremony. Why is that?
2: Just because it's like,
1: I'd rather remember that moment as I remembered it, not as a piece of celluloid or a sensor remembered it. You know, like it, Mm -hmm. it somehow makes it more meaningful that it was a moment that only exists in my head some i don't know there's there was something that i could never quite wrap my head around does that make any sense sure and now they're proving that 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 people's memory actually is affected when they take pictures that because they're not experientially experiencing <laughs>
0: Oh, that was good, Bill. Um, the situation <laughs> really? that they're were in. They, were they not experientially experiencing it? <laughs> well, when
1: so apparently though, but that that people actually don't remember situations as well when they take pictures while doing it because I don't know, is do you think it's because they spent time taking the picture and not pulling in the sensory data or no, that their it mind like says? The case? Or is it that their mind says, Oh, you've got a picture of that, so you don't need to remember it? Like there's Maybe. some sort of
0: yeah, or both. Maybe it's some combination of both. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, like when I go on, when I go on, on, on vacation stuff, I don't take that many pictures. Like in Italy, I took like 400 pictures over the course of a week, which, Mm -hmm. you know, to your average photographer is nothing, you know, like the, a lot of the people listen to this show. I was talking to a wedding photographer, friend of mine the other day. And she, I said, how many pictures do you take at a wedding? And she goes three to 4,000. And I and I was like, wow, that's a lot of pictures.
0: You know? Uh, yeah. That's like I, what I, I mean, take in a month, maybe. I, I know several wedding photographers who take that many pictures. Yeah, that's a and, and lot of pictures. Two thousand.
2: Wow.
1: That is just unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know, there's something to say there's something to say for that,
0: you know? One of the things that I that I like about this this piece is it, it reads at the at the last, one of the great things about children is that they have no other concern than to be simply interested in things. It's considered by some the height of mindfulness to approach the world afresh like a child. So perhaps we've got this all wrong. If we practice hard enough, we can become thoroughly interested in even the simplest things of daily life the way a child would. The smallest things would become so meaningful they might even be worthy a few words or a photograph, whatever method you use to capture them.
1: When you read and- stuff, it actually sounds really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to have you read my like laundry list next time. <laughs> Go ahead. Two pair of black socks. (laughs) Levi's blue
0: crisp white shirts. Yes.
1: That's actually exactly how it would sound. That's awesome. We should do that as like an extra little after dark. Have you read, have you read my grocery list? Um, Yeah. So, but do you think that that's a, that's the case though, that, that we as people need to, do we need to take less pictures or do we need to be mindful of it and then take the picture after we've been mindful of it?
0: Well, I'm, I'm always going to err on the side of, of purposefulness. Sure. Or intent, you know, even something as, as, as silly as, as the Dairy Queen sign that I put up yesterday. I like that picture. Thank you. Um, you know, I kind of walked around a little bit, and, and I've been to that place so many times because it's it's the halfway point between here and my father's house. So well, the Dairy Queen is closed,
1: right? No, it's open. Oh, it's open.
0: Okay. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then what, across. Wait, what town the street, is that? Ludlow.
1: Okay, but wait, is that the town that's dying, or is that not the town that's dying?
0: No, that's, that's the one where all those houses are okay. that are So there's all, there's all
1: kinds of stuff sort of run down, but then there's a very small contingent of people who still live there, including right. people who run a Dairy
0: Queen. Right. There's, a, there's a, 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 a Dairy Queen attached to a gas station and a, and a little mini-mart on one side of the freeway. And the other side of the freeway, there's another gas station and uh, like a little diner, cafe, uh, motel. Ah. And, that's, that, and that's pretty much it.
1: Have you ever stayed at the hotel?
0: No, but I do want to go to the diner.
1: Yeah, that would be guys. You got to get some eggs and some like grits right. or something.
0: Right, right. Haven't been to the diner. You, you, um, you eat grits, right? You a grit eater? I have eaten grits, yes. yes. Okay. I lived in Alabama. Of course I've eaten grits.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs>
0: that's like, that's like the, that's the food, right? That's what they have. I don't think I've ever eaten grits. It's good.
1: Yeah, that just reminds All, me of I, my I cousin Vinny. I love southern
0: cooking. No, I love southern cooking. What's, Hush puppies. What is a grit? It's, uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I was doing a, okay, mic oh, you're of, doing a bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well said.
1: Uh, what else we got here? We got, uh, Ted Koppel and ABC tried to steal my life's work.
0: Ugh, Ted Koppel.
1: So the idea of this is that some photographer, uh, reporter guy went and met with Pol Pot before he died. Right. And took some pictures and ABC came and bought the pictures off of him, but then gave them out to other people and just figured well,
0: and, and the transcripts of the interview
1: and transcripts of the interview. Okay. And then, and with, with their copyright on them and said basically like, Oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Because they got so much money that they just bury them in lawyers. Is that the argument? Right. Here's
0: Pretty the question. much. And, and the guy won a Peabody for it.
1: Do you think you know? though that, 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 that was ABC's intention? Or do you think just things snowballed in that direction? And then they had to protect themselves. Like they, they I don't,
0: I don't know. Uh, neither would surprise me. I mean, right. I, I don't. I'm not casting sort of aspersions on on onto ABC, but none would surprise me. Uh,
1: this guy Nate Thayer, he's he's very upset in this blog post. We're going to put it in the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, which will be at five by five dot slash otp slash. What are we on? Eighty
0: seven slash eighty seven. Eighty. Oh yeah, I didn't say that at the beginning. This is right. since eighty seven. Uh, th- so you think <laughs> See? my my memory's starting to go? <laughs>
1: well it's episode 87 you're 93 Um, this is this is the nightmare scenario for an independent reporter right sure that you have the, the biggest catch of your life and it gets taken away from you and and there's very little you can do about
0: it because they have so much money and so much power well, and, and the post begins, I'm banned by legal agreement to write for, to write the following. ABC television slash Disney Corporation after seven years in court where they attempted to bankrupt me and ruin my reputation for objecting to them stealing 15 years of my life work, buckled and paid me. They had the legal right to take back the money they finally paid me, which actually all went to lawyers and taxes if I open my mouth. And, and F them is the next sentence. So
1: basically... <laughs> he could here's the thing though he could
0: they could sue him now and take it all back right him writing this right he says good luck getting blood from a stone while trying to attempt to muzzle a free person in a free society while claiming you are an icon of free press and free speech so here goes and then he kind of launches into it it's pretty good Um, it's interesting um we are however getting one side of the story right right and uh, what Robert Evans famously said, there are three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth.
1: Yeah, right. So, you know, yeah, you know, maybe this guy's, who knows? Maybe maybe he was drunk when he was signing the contract and didn't know what he, you know, we don't know. We don't know anything. Right. Um, But it, yeah, somebody sent it in and, you know, like I have, there's pictures of mine that get bought for certain purposes and author photos and that kind of stuff that show up in places that, you know, are arguably under an umbrella of the agreement that we came up with, but it's all very kind of gray. So it's sort of like, eh, do I make a stink about that or do I not make a stink about that? You know? Right. Um, right. So this happens to even people like me. I'd imagine that for people like him, that's just gotta be the worst. You know, you feel like you got it and then it just gets taken away from you. And then you got to fight for 15 years. Right. Seven, and, seven and you years can't in court. say anything about it. Ugh. You have to just, it's
0: its sort of hush money at that yeah. point, right?
1: Yeah, that's just awful.
0: But, so uh, it doesn't further your career. It doesn't uh, establish you or reestablish you or or lend any credibility to you because you can't say a word about it. Yeah, that's just,
1: ugh. that's just really frustrating. Uh, all right, well, go read that one. We'll talk about it when we get some more. You know what? Let's find out what ABC's angle is. Yes. And Do if anybody knows, up? yeah, send us an email because uh, I, I would love to hear more about this that's a little more um you know both
0: sides right uh, right hey did you get a new camera i did get a new camera what'd you get <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i have to prepare <laughs> uh <laughs> i uh i, I received a, a, a lovely uh Yashica electro 35 as a christmas gift now what year is that from This particular one, this is this is the GSN, uh, which which has uh, uh, the hot shoe and the PC sync socket. They started making these in
1: 1973. Okay, when did Yashica stop making cameras like that? I'm not sure. I you know what? I had a. a, It's lovely this camera. I had a girlfriend who (laughs) went to France, and we bought her a Yashica T40. I think that's okay. what it is. You know, the, the little tiny compact 35 millimeter. Sure, sure, sure. That had like a Zeiss lens on it that everyone said was amazing for its little compact thing. Um, we bought her one of those. And it's funny because those now go for far more than we paid for it, you know, 20 mm. years ago or whatever it was. Um,
0: have, you, have you run some film through it yet or no? Nope. I, I, I have film. I have not run any film through it. Uh, it, it funny story. We saw this. I, I, I was in a pawn shop in, in Lake Havasu in Arizona. And uh, with uh, my friend Anton. And I saw this in the case. And I was like, oh, no way. It's a it's a Electro 35. And he's like, what's an Electro 35? And so I said, it's just it's this old kind of, you know, hipstery camera, but but had a really sharp lens on it. It's a, it's a, a 45 mil 1.7. Um, shoots in aperture priority. And uh, it's got a bulb and a flash setting. And it just kind of kind of gave him a little background on it. But it, this thing was in really pristine condition and and you know we left and and went and got lunch or whatever we were doing and uh and then come to find out he went back and 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 picked this up for me
1: it uh it kind of reminds me the the specs you just gave kind of remind me of those little can cannonet, cannonette
0: right it's bigger than a canonet. okay um but it's got the, like the little the little range finder focusing where you've got the diamond sure. in the in the viewfinder you got to match that up uh, so is it, it
1: handles pretty, it seems so you said it's, it looked clean, but is it actually really clean when you open it up and everything? Very, very. Wow. Film um, plane. Do you think it was, do you think it was cleaned or you think it was just never used?
0: I think it was never used. Uh, it's a,
1: that's yeah. kinda... Oh.
0: that's kind of, ah, yeah, oh, that's got some good sounds. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a film advance knob kids. <sighs> See, why can't we just get a digital lever, camera that rather? sounds
1: like that? It just has a sensor instead of film. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So anyway, and, and uh, uh, so, so, uh, you know, a, a very heartfelt thank you to Anton for, uh, for getting this for me.
1: That's pretty cool. I no, you, you
0: got, you went just the opposite. You went, you went full <laughs> digital.
1: I did. Like state of the art compact. Well, I did a favor for a friend of mine and uh, and she wanted to uh, thank me for the favor and said, what will it, what will it take? And, and, uh, and I suggested that she buys me a little camera. So she she got me one of these Sony RX100s. Right. Uh, the the Mark II, the new one with the flip out screen. Um, so it's got like a little one inch sensor, which I guess is the same size sensor as the Nikon 1. You know? Oh, okay. That, like, yeah, the, the one, V1, the V1 or and the J1.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: The same size sensor as that, which is like half the size of a micro four thirds. Um, and. Uh, other than that though, it's, I mean, it's this tiny little compact with a, with the 28 to 100 equivalent zoom
0: Zeiss glass. Uh, you said it's like a 20 megapixel sensor, 20
1: megapixel sensor. That's amazing. And it's got a little, you know, the little T star coating on the Zeiss lens and this little fold out, uh, uh, um, screen. So you can actually fold it down flat so you can actually shoot almost like you're shooting with a Hasselblad, you know, cause you can like, like look a waist down. Level finder. Yeah. You can like flip yeah. it straight flat so you can just kind of look down and it's really nice for that. So I actually set it to square format. So I'm actually getting a 13 megapixel image out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm getting a nice, you know, a nice little square thing. I'm just playing with it so far. I haven't played with it that much. I took it out the other night and shot like in a dark sort of dark restaurant kind of situation and, and that kind of thing. And outside it is, um, like when it shoots at 3200 which it does if you're in really low light even though the the, the lens starts at f1.8 so it's pretty pretty bright uh, pretty wide open lens um it's still it's still pretty noisy at 3200 you know what I mean really and i i understand and this is supposed to be like the best compact made when it comes to that kind of stuff so mm. um so the files so far are not nearly as nice as they were in that fuji cuz the fuji has no um what's it called a uh, 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 um uh, yeah. anti-aliasing filter there you go it, it, does, it, does, it that, does it make that much of a difference that makes a difference for overall sharpness and that kind of thing it feels much more like there's one less thing between the sensor and the light which there right. is um <clears throat> so i'm going to take it out today and, and shoot some stuff you know for real with it one of the nice interesting things about i mean it's got all the manual modes and all the rest of it but it also uh you plug it in usb to charge it essentially which is kind of crazy. Oh, the battery's not removable. Well, the battery is removable, but the charger that comes with it doesn't pl- you don't plug the battery into it. It's just like a USB thing. Huh. Which is kind of uh which is kind of neat actually. So you just plug it in like you'd plug in a smartphone. Yeah, neat. And it's got Wi-Fi so you can remote control it from your phone. The the camera. So you can like run oh. it, you could put it on a tripod and then, you know, or whatever. Like when I did those snow angel pictures with that cam ranger thing. Right. You could do essentially this with, with that, where you could have this camera up at the end of a long stalk, and, 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 uh, and control and you it. You get live phone. view through it. You get live what? view through it. Wow. Yeah. wow it's a cool. little, it's a little, you know, slow, low frame rate, but it's usable for, you know, mm-hmm. remote viewing. Anyway, it's just pretty cool. And you can transfer pictures from the camera to your phone. So if you're traveling, you could take pictures, transfer them to your phone to upload them or whatever, which is kind of neat. Hmm. So anyway, it's it's pretty neat. I'll let you guys know more as I use it. But uh for what I need, which is just need, it's a relative term. I would never buy this for myself. Uh but, you know, if it's sort of a part of a swap, then, you know what? I it took me a few hours to do what they asked me to do and they buy me a nice I think it's 750 bucks an expensive camera. 700 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Um but you know what, uh, Randy Duchesne uses this camera as his camera that he walks around with and shoots stock with and stuff. So he loves his, there's plenty of people who think this, this is like the bee's knees. So Um, basically
0: you give it enough light and, and the results are fantastic.
1: Supposedly amazing. I will let you know, but, uh, but it's pretty cool. Hey, uh, so this new Mac pro finally shipped.
0: Yeah. The little, uh, little Darth Vader trash can.
1: Yeah. And uh, the verge and everybody else say that it's uh, beautiful and it's fast. How Uh, fast? uh, Well, what are we, what are we talking about? Apparently, for things that are very, very optimized for it, including the new Final Cut Pro 10.
0: Uh, right, ten, ten, one it just right. came out.
1: Uh, it's extremely fast, like twice as fast as any other Mac that's out there that wow. runs this stuff. Well, because it's got two giant GPUs and the and the SSD, and it can have like you know eight or twelve cores or whatever it is. Yeah. But you know, the one they reviewed, I think, was eighty five hundred dollar computer. Wow. You know that's a lot of money. Yeah, it, is. it was. It was. Uh, wait, here it is: eight thousand ninety nine dollars for the for the mon- for the thing, and then they gave them one of those thirty two inch sharp monitors that they're selling now. Oh, right, the four so, case. Yeah, so the review unit included everything, including the screen, was eleven thousand eight hundred twelve dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money.
0: Look at that thing sitting on top of the previous gen. Yeah, sitting on top of that yeah. tower, that aluminum tower. It's wow. beautiful. Um, yeah. When is somebody? When's the 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 first third party? clear case going to come out for it so you can see this thing.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. It looks even cooler then. The one guy on the review said, in the Verge review, said that there's something like a little bit too, he said, it's definitely got a military vibe that's a little unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know what it is? It's, it's beautiful. If I was independently wealthy, would I buy one? Sure. Um, is it going to be faster than what I currently have for what I use my computer for? Not really. Um, I have a very fast machine right now with a lot of Ram, uh, for the stuff that I do in Photoshop, the G, the big giant GPUs don't really help me. And, no.
0: uh, and if you were still cutting video, yes. Yeah. Right.
1: And, but even, you know, mine right now cuts video pretty good. You know, like they even said it gets you, you know, X percent over a top of the line, uh, iMac current iMac, you know, like a, a spec out BTO iMac which is essentially what my specs are on my computer so it's it's fine you know uh it's very expensive it's very cool do you know somebody who actually bought one
0: uh i know three people who purchased them
1: but they haven't gotten them yet
0: haven't gotten them yet yeah but ordered them
1: are these people who have uh had i been waiting for a long time to get one
0: uh yes they're all very serious mac people
1: are they serious video people
0: uh, two are, one isn't okay. one, one just loves Mac stuff. And, and it's, yeah. you know,
1: if if you were a, if you were a video person who was making, you know, $150,000, $200,000 a year doing video stuff, owning a company or something, then it's a no brainer. You spend 10 grand you get this computer. That's really fast. If you use final cut, apparently. Well, for, what are you,
0: Okay. What's, what's the 10 grand? Because, I think for
1: premier, it's not, uh, it's supposedly right now, premier doesn't benefit from most of the gear that's in there. Uh, what's the 10 grand? Well, you want, you, I mean.
0: Okay. So that's, it's, they're going 64 gigs of Ram and they've got uh one terabyte drive, one terabyte SSD. Yeah. And they upgraded to the dual D 700 GPUs. Right. Well, now remember 300, right.
1: But the, there's 300, 500 and 700 you could get in there. So there's like a low, medium and high. Okay, but, but
0: even the entry level machine is, is going to scream,
1: uh, yeah, but I don't think the entry level machine is going to scream. I think my machine would easily keep up with the entry level twenty five, three thousand dollar one.
0: Okay, actually, here we go. Uh, the uh, let's see, Mac Pro. Wow, the single core Geekbench. Okay, where are
1: you looking on the on the
0: under the new standard? The single core, the sixty four bit single core test. The, the 2013 iMac specs at 3759 and the Mac Pro, the new Mac Pro is 3640. So it's actually less. Right. But right. on the multi-core, the 2013 iMac specs at 12,000 and the Mac Pro specs at 26,000.
1: Right, well that's because it's got eight cores. Right. So like my machine Geek is at about 145. For four cores. Mm-hmm. So, so but the thing is, is that 95% of Photoshop and Lightroom is a couple cores. Photoshop doesn't scale very well, and Lightroom doesn't actually scale all that well either. So for, for straight photo stuff, unless you're doing a lot of crazy gaussian blurs and that kind of stuff, you're really not going to notice a huge difference. If you have a fast machine that's got a fast SSD, which is the other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, There are upgrades you can make on your computer as a photographer that don't require a new computer. Like if you have a computer from the last few years and you don't have an SSD, get an SSD, you know, if you've only got eight gigs of Ram or four gigs of Ram, buy some more Ram, you know? Yeah. Uh, buy new 16
0: gigs of ram and an ssd will make your machine feel lovely
1: yeah exactly so you know there's it's sort of you kind of have to you know if you have the money great but don't feel like you need to update there was i was listening to a podcast and they were talking to one of the guys from owc and granted he's coming from a position of sales but he's like look if you've got a 2009 mac pro You know, put an SSD in there and he was like, you know, get one of our Excelsior or whatever, you know, but, you know, put an SSD and put some RAM in it for a thousand dollars and that machine is going to make you more than happy. Right. If you're working with a stock machine from four or five years ago, that's going to blow your mind how fast it goes. Right. So, you know, something to say there. Also, my Dell monitor shipped. Oh, really? It should, oh, be it should be here on Thursday. And I was listening to this uh, podcast with the Macworld magazine or well, online, whatever, macworld.com people. And they were saying that the uh, the new Mac Pro worked with the new 4K monitor they were playing with and the new Mac uh, the MacBook Retinas did, but that older machines didn't. Except for one that they stuck some Sapphire video card in. So they probably stuck some Sapphire video card in an old Mac pro. You
0: know Mm. what I mean?
1: Like basically hackintoshy kind of video card. And they said that it worked and they, it was just like a passing thing. The guy said in 10 seconds, but I was kind of like, Oh, that means that I might actually be able to just have this work, which would be amazing.
0: Yes, you know. So yes, looking forward to hearing the results of that. Yeah,
1: so that I'll have that by next week because I should be getting it on Thursday. But I'm very excited to. Play so it.
0: next next show, you can uh, you can talk about it. I'm
1: going to do a little review. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of cool when you look up online. There's no one talking about having had one of these or used one of these with like 4K monitors. No one's really talking about it all that much. So if I can get it and write up some nice stuff, I probably could get some decent traction. You know, for people looking for. Actual experience with that, you know. Sure, there aren't that many people who have played around with it. So, uh, what do you say we uh, talk about Shutterstock a little bit? And then, Shutterstock. Then, then we'll get into uh, then we'll get into our stuff.
0: Shutterstock and their their massive <laughs> library of of cam-
1: pictures of old cameras. Of pictures
0: of old cameras. Yeah, uh, uh, they've got you know over seventeen hundred. Stock photos, illustrations, and vectors. No, Jeffrey. To choose from. Tw-
1: tw- 28 million according to the paperwork. I think it's 30 million now. It is 30. To site.
0: It is 30. Uh, 58,963 <laughs> old cameras. There you go. Old cameras. 30 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations,
1: w- over 1 million video clips. Uh, so start your search at shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or other creative project. They have a global image collection at shutterstock.com you can find images from across the world to suit your product project uh, choose between image packs if you just need an image or two or if you're, you're if you're the verge and you need lots and lots of pictures you can do this monthly subscription package uh, they can choose whatever you fit your need you never have to compromise you just get one image for your blogger mock-up you can do that uh, or you know you can get 25 a month if you need a lot uh, Every time you visit shutterstock.com you'll find something new they add 20,000 new images a day. 12,000 videos each week. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot, you know? I wonder how many of those are from the Sony RX100. I wonder if you can search by camera. Anyway, it's more affordable than you think. There's no extra charge for large files. If you need a big one, you just download it. You don't get nickel and dime for high res. And, uh, you know, you can easily curate and share light boxes, so, and they have an iPad app to do that. So you could look at stuff and put it in a, in a light box and send it to your friend and you collaborate that way. There's something called enhanced license access. It lets you take an image and, and hey Bill, print it.
0: Yeah. What is enhanced license access?
1: It allows you to take an image, Jeffrey, and <laughs> uh, do, do run, a, run prints or swag for your trade show.
0: Right. So if we wanted to do, I don't know. And on-taking-pictures t-shirt.
1: And required an <laughs> image, we could actually buy one from Shutterstock the, the, with enhanced license there's access.
0: The, there's some really great, uh, 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 like, vector. Look at this. Look at that. Me, look at let this. Me,
1: let me see. Let me see this one.
0: Let's look at one. that. Actually, those are pretty cool, the retro cameras.
1: Right? Those are really nice, actually. <laughs> all right, maybe we need to talk to these people. Yeah. I wonder how much it'll cost us. We're going to have to find out. Enhanced license access and all. Um Let's see, where was I? Uh, if They have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips. You know, honestly, we're all photographers. We could take a lot of pictures. I think the, the vectors and icons and infographic stuff and, and video clips are just as useful to people like us as, as photos. Absolutely.
0: And, and they are the bigger pain in the butt to make. Yep, absolutely. Especially if you draw like I do. Right. Which is not at all.
1: Uh, if you need help at shutterstock dot you, you you can get an account rep they get when they give you one that's dedicated to you will answer all your questions they have twenty four hour support during the week again these people don't sleep for you that's how much they love on taking pictures listeners so go sign up for a free browse account at shutterstock you don't need a credit card and uh when you find the images you like decide to purchase use the offer code twelve uh, pictures twelve thirteen and uh, that'll get you twenty five percent off any package you put together over at Shutterstock We thank them very much for their support of uh, on taking pictures in five by five to make you happy.
0: Yeah, I'm looking through uh, all these uh, vectors. I like these a lot, and they're man, they're hard to do. You know, they're, t- they're just, they're time consuming, you know, like working I, in an illustrator. I have worked with consuming.
1: illustrator and what was the freehand? Uh,
0: freehand. free, Oh uh, freehand.
1: freehand was nicer. I think
0: I agree.
1: But, uh, um, you know, I work in there and I go, I don't know how people, d- you look at really complex things and you're like, how the heck did these people make this? Yeah. People are really, the people who are masters of vector drawing are are in another, on another plane. They're the same crazy people who are really good at 3d modeling.
0: Yeah. I uh, I was at a a fundraiser and talked to one of the guys that works with with Shepard Ferry. Yeah, and he ends up using Illustrator. He he cuts all of his all of his masks by by hand. Okay, but but then scans them, brings them into Illustrator, and everything is is sort of built by hand and layered. And and this guy that I was talking to said, "You have you have no idea how complex his files are. They're 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 easily the most complicated I've ever seen."
1: Do you think that they're complicated because they need to be, or because he doesn't know what he's doing, or because he wants them to be complicated?
0: I think they're complicated because he, he does all of this insane detail by hand. Yeah. You know, and, and wants that to be uh, separate elements so that he's got the ability to mix and match and move things around and scale them and, and you know, this kind of thing.
1: Do you think Shepard Fairy stuff is going to be worth a lot in 50 years, or do you think he's going to be forgotten?
0: I think it will be, uh, some of it. Some of his stuff. Okay. Um, I really, really like the stuff from say two thousand four, two thousand five to two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That that was my favorite period of of his his stuff. Okay. But I like. I mean, I like his his the the, work. the hope poster era. Uh, yeah. Before you know, okay. like like the stuff that I've got. Uh, I've got. I don't know several. Pieces from like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and two thousand nine, and I, I really like what he was doing stylistically, what he was doing thematically. Um, just know, just
1: sitting on that nest egg, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> that paper nest egg. I don't think you're supposed to sit on them, Jeffrey. I think that'll ruin them. Uh, so we got. I asked for questions, and we got like fifteen questions from people. Okay, I have not looked
0: at any of these. Okay, you, you, you specifically told me not to
1: not that they're that crazy i just think it'll be more interesting if we're kind of going at it cold does that make sense okay uh okay so let's uh let's start here let's see um i know um, i forgot i didn't pull names in from people so bear with me about the names i didn't put them in here so uh (sighs) i know you just dove in scares me too much he's talking to me so what would js recommend as the best systematic way to learn photoshop
0: the best systematic way to learn photo. Okay. I, I have found um, that there are a, f- a, a very few things that Photoshop does that you actually use. And and I heard a statistic once that said that 90% of the users use 10% of the features. And I, I think that's probably bang on. The problem is they're not the same 10%. Uh, I, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that there are a few things that... that that you need to learn well, yes. and you can apply those to a bunch of different things. That I things. agree with. Um, masking. Learn masking. Learn the pen tool. I mean, a lot of people hate the pen tool. I, I never use the pen tool. I adore the pen tool. It is, it is incredibly powerful for creating masks, especially with uh, the, the, uh, the refine edge refining tools that were introduced in, what, CS3?
1: Is it that long ago?
0: I think, okay. what was it? Was a CS3? Might they have been. constantly improve them. Anyway. Yeah. Um, All right, well,
1: how about this? Uh, yeah, okay, give, give me your three, top three Photoshop tools, and then I'll give my top three. Uh,
0: okay, well, the pen tool in conjunction with masking. Okay. Uh, adjustment layers, yeah. period. Yep. If, if Photoshop didn't have adjustment layers, it wouldn't, for me anyway, it, would be it wouldn't be Photoshop. Major. <laughs> nice well played uh, that being said Acorn 4.0 another piece of software for the Mac does have non-destructive editing so but that's another story um, so the pen tool slash masking um, um, uh, adjustment layers color learn color yeah and, and how to adjust color um, there's, a, there's a fantastic book called uh, uh, The Canyon Conundrum by Dan Margulies. Is that, that the one that, that's all lab color stuff? Lab color, yeah. Lab color is an amazingly powerful color space, which you can convert to, do color adjustments, and then convert back to, to RGB or sRGB. I've always wanted that book, actually. <clears throat> I'm going to order it right now. Book. Margulies is a, is a good writer. He's got another book that, that is a more recent one on color as well. Um, but yeah, and, and this is one of the things that frustrates me about, about a lot of the Photoshop tutorials slash training that's out there is yes, you can learn how to composite a dragon into your image, but who, who cares? When right. are you ever going to do that? Right. I agree. You know, w- 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 that, that, that doesn't matter, you know, and, and a lot of the tutorials <laughs> cut to bill compositing a dragon into one of his pictures. Yeah, right, as we speak. Right. <laughs> ah, Stupid wings. Ah, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the tutorials that are out there are teaching you, really cool techniques and oh really cool is that dizzy that's that dizzy. dizzy
1: we're watching we're watching a dog sorry about that
0: uh, you know they, they teach you a lot of these sort of fantastical techniques for creating you know covers to like harry potter books and whatnot but yeah. right th- the fact is that most people aren't going to use those no absolutely so I, I i think concentrating on fundamentals if if you're a skin person if you're a retoucher or if you're if you're if you're wanting to do a lot of portrait retouching there are some great resources out there um there's a girl called julia kuzmenko mckim who is an amazing retoucher uh, and has uh, a couple ebooks out um that include video tutorials so you can see actually what she's doing
2: okay
0: um and she's very very good at retouching um but yeah i i think overall getting the fundamentals of of photoshop down working on brushwork working on masking working on on how to use adjustment layers correctly how to dodge and burn non destructively um, and it can be simple as uh, you can do you can add a curves adjustment layer and set set your curve uh, for shadow and highlight, like, you know, drag, yep. drag the highlights or shadows down or up and then, and then mask it in that way. Yep. Or you can add a blank layer, set it to either soft light or overlay and use white to paint as a dodge brush and black. But I think
1: that right there is what scares a lot of people because there are 12 different ways to do everything in Photoshop, right?
0: Yes. And, and that's the point. And that's if the same thing
1: with color, even color uh, adjustments. I tend to use curves to do color adjustments. Mm-hmm. Some people love the, you know, color. I forget even what these things are called because I don't even u- use them. Uh, there's color balance. Yeah, you know, the people. Some people use. Uh, some people like to do it all with sort of the photo filter stuff, where they warm it up or cool it down mm-hmm. using the photo mm-hmm. filters. Uh, so it's it, it, because there are twelve different ways to do everything. And you could do the same, all the stuff you do in curves, you could do with levels with less control, you know? So yep. I think for a lot of people, it just scares them that there's so many options. But- Learn
0: blend modes. That's another one. Learn yes. what the blending modes do. A lot of people, even if you're using like a curve adjustment layer, it will alter the color. It'll alter the density of the color. It'll alter the saturation of the yep. color. So do your curve adjustment with the blend mode set to normal and then, and then take the blend mode and set it to luminosity. And look at the difference. Right. You'll still have the curve adjustment, but you won't have the alterations or the or the the, the changes to the saturation right. and density. Like if you, if you density. up
1: contrast, it's going to up it's going to up saturation as well. Yes. So, so these things play you, against each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. You know, I could do 98 percent of the work that I do um, with with curves adjustment layers uh, and masks on layers with image data i mean that's like 98 percent of what i do in fact even like your your little luminosity trick uh with curves i know that it's there i generally don't use it i would tend to do what i do and then have another layer that is uh, uh vibrance and go and paint in where i wanted to pull it back you know what i mean Okay. Like, so, but again, just a, another way to do the same thing, just so it's explicitly there. And if I'm just looking through the list, the only problem with using blending modes for me is that you, you have to click on them to see which blending mode they're using.
0: See what right, I'm saying? So right. So I
1: tend not to use them that often. One trick that I do use though, is to like give, say a person's face. Sometimes when you shoot with strobes, the people's skin is almost too smooth and, and clean. Like there's no, there's no, there's nothing to, to bite into, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, If you you can use a a channel mixer adjustment layer uh, and set it to monochrome, pull down the reds and pull up the reds and blues to get the the levels halfway decent, then change that layer to luminosity and paint it in over the skin and it'll like give some grit to the skin. You know, mm-hmm. for like men and that kind of stuff. Just so don't overdo it. There, well, then you can play with opacity to like pull it down. Now, to somebody who might be listening to what we're saying, they're like, I have no idea what you people said for the last four minutes.
0: I, okay. I, I, I have been thinking about this for a while now, and I've thought about doing some, some simple sort of real world tutorials. Photoshop video tutorials. I think you it's know, a great idea. Five, 10 minutes long, things that you're going to use you know not how to make like you know hairy type or you know grassy whatever none of none of maybe that maybe
1: we should uh, maybe we should do an on taking pictures t- video tutorial series maybe it should be called on
0: making pictures oh mm? you should buy that domain right now before we publish this seriously on making pictures <laughs> mm? uh, <laughs> uh
1: yes i all of that is uh is amazingly good advice is that fair? Uh yes. Okay. By the way, on making pictures is available. Should I buy it?
0: Uh it's it's <laughs> you know, it, it's arguably that's what you're doing, right? I mean, if you if you yeah. listen to David Duchovny's new manifesto, which is brilliant if you haven't, head over to craft vision after this show. After you listen and share this show with your friends. <laughs> nice. Go over to craftenvision.com and and watch David's manifesto on on why he he makes pictures. And why he, he go, he's very clear on I don't I don't take I don't capture I don't snap I make them I make choices and I make photographs. Okay, and I think it's it's absolutely wonderful. So yeah.
1: Uh, how about the so there's some good stuff there, but you know we could go on with that forever. So let's move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Uh, a little discussion on self editing would be nice. Constantly having trouble deciding what to keep on the website or get rid of.
0: What do you think? Uh, I think that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea.
1: Is Do you, do you think that people think too much when self-editing? <laughs> Not generally. No. <laughs> you know, like, except for me and you and every other person we know. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, do you think that it's, it's just a matter of reducing the time you have? Or it's like, make a decision. You
0: have three seconds. Yes or no? I think – I think – Photo portfolios should be more like fashion, and okay. in that, um, I know a lot of photographers who who they put up work and they just keep adding to it and keep adding to it and adding to it and the and the list of stuff that they're showing just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and right. growing. And show me a collection. Yeah. Here's a here's a here's a snapshot, no pun of who I am as a photographer and the type of work that I'm doing yeah. circa first quarter, January, 2000, you know, first quarter, 2014. Right. And then second quarter, you know, every season, spring, summer, winter, spring, summer, fall, change up your portfolio. It looks fresh to people who don't come all the time. Right. And you it shows growth. It shows that you are moving somewhere. It may not be forward, but it shows movement. Okay.
1: You're saying that you should not have a historical portfolio. Sure. You can have an archive,
0: but, but, but don't make me sit through, you know, 96 images on the front page of your site. I don't, I don't want to do that. Sure. Yeah. Curate it, cull it down. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't think, I think people generally have way too much on their portfolios anyway. Yes. It's always a fascinating thing to me though, that, you know, there's always a couple images that you really like that you've worked on that are maybe at the top of the list on your portfolio. That eventually through two, three years later, they don't make the cut anymore. You know, right. the, the ones that were your favorites are now not even good enough to be in your top 25 or 30. Yes. It's always like, a, it's always a nice reminder of how far you
0: have come. Absolutely. And I'm not saying don't show them. I'm saying don't show them up front. Uh, case in point, brand new website for Vivian Mayer. Right. Uh, the 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 enigmatic street photographer, right? Mm-hmm. Um there are what nine galleries of images, but there are only nine images on the homepage. Right, and I I think that's fantastic. You you you're going to explore them, but you're going to explore uh, those galleries in the order of interestingness of that cover photo, and I I like the way that's presented. Okay, what I would go I would, I would go one step further and maybe. Uh, let those nine photos be loaded randomly. So show me a random cover image from each gallery so yeah. that each time I go to this site, if I if I go back again and I didn't get a chance to look, I'm going to see something I didn't see the last time I was there right on the homepage. Right. The question is,
1: I guess the, the devil's advocate angle on that is if I have one chance to get a new person to accept my work for whatever reason, Mm-hmm shouldn't I put what I feel is my best foot forward because they may not come back. How many people are actually repeat visitors to a portfolio and how many come and see, I like it. I don't like it and leave. So shouldn't I have my absolute best 15 pictures up there? Yeah, but, but so they can th- see them th- th- first time. Th- th-
0: sure. Sure. You should technically, but what you think are your best images right. might not be right. Well, you know, I don't know what you I think, think that's part best- of his question. Yeah, I don't think what you think is your best portrait is what I think is your best portrait. Right, okay. I think your best recent portrait is Seth Godin, hands down. I think it is too. So, well, all right, there you go. You have good taste. (laughs) (laughs)
2: You
1: know, I recently entered that into a a competition, and I don't generally do that kind of thing, but um, I got an email, and it was from somebody I respect, and I was like, you know what, I'll put it in there. And I put it in, but the, the people wanted a... 450 pixel on the long end file that fit within 85k, and I'm like, so the, they just want a thumbnail. They we're want just, a thumbnail, and I'm like, just, how do you even make a decision on a photograph in 450 pixels?
0: You know what? I'll tell you how. You, you go to go to this Vivian Mayer site and look at the contact sheet gallery. Okay, I mean these these are I'll tell you what they are. So each frame is going to be about. Uh, 170 180 pixels on a side right but you can tell what they are you can tell how good they are how bad they are whatever
1: yeah but this is all work from the same photographer you stuck a bunch of some pictures i think some pictures are very difficult to see small like Agreed. don't read don't read well if you just look at them little they're nothing but look at them at an 8x10 or a 16x20 you go oh i get it in a way that you wouldn't otherwise you know It's just interesting. Um, Hmm. I was surprised by that, but you know, it's anyway. Uh, so I think self editing, uh, I think you have to be able to put stuff away into an archive. That's not online or not in your portfolio. You need to be able to say, you know what? This doesn't make the cut anymore. You know? Sure. And it's not, it's not like you're deleting it or throwing it in the fire.
0: You know, no. you could change your
1: mind next month and go, you know what? That picture of so-and-so really was good. I should put that back up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that less is more as a general rule. I had a number of sections on my site that I p- took off there, even though I really liked the work that was in them because I just thought it was over, over overwhelming, you know, overload. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, less is more, make a decision and move on. Don't spend time obsessing about it. Cause obsessing doesn't, doesn't fix anything, you know, uh, best place to get a book printed. You use blurb. Is that recommended? Um, I've used blurb. I've used Adorama. We have not yet done a test of lightning source.
0: I, I have re refi- I finished relaying out uh, uh chill and we'll order in the new year. So we'll have some answers for that okay. shortly. But you know, I, I think blurb is, is interesting, but they're way too expensive for what you get.
1: Um,
0: end of, end of story.
1: Oh, really? That's, that's just, I can I can't even chime in on that. one. No,
0: no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My, no, I mean, they're nice. You just, you just had uh, your, your portfolio printed. Yeah, I did, and it was it's it's
1: 13 by 11 landscape, so it's a pretty big book, and it's only 36 pages, and it costs like eighty dollars. Right, it's 99 retail, right? right? Okay. Uh, well, I I, 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 yeah, I put on like okay. a ten dollar
0: markup. I got a, um, I got a 13 by 19. McCurry book for $45. Yeah, but they, they made 45,000 of those. It doesn't matter how many they made. It matters how much it is to the end user. Well, end user doesn't care how many they made.
1: No, I understand that, but you're never going to do a short run and have a book. That's 350 pages for 45 bucks.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, there is a, there is a certain amount of economics in there. I don't, I mean, I'm not actually trying to sell that book. I put it up because somebody I know asked, they saw it and they want, I want to buy one of these. And I said, all right, well, here's a link, you know, um, the, if you're if you're doing short runs of like your own work for portfolios and that kind of thing, I think that's a very different thing than trying to sell a book, you know. Right. Um, I I mean to the eight by ten version of the three sixty five portraits book is a hundred bucks, but it's you know two hundred eighty pages. Right. Right. Um, right. Right. But that uses the like the old paper that Blurb used to use, and the new paper is beautiful. Like these prints are as nice as prints that come out of my Epson. They're really nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's something to be said. I mean, we don't know what this lightning source is. the quality, if it ends up coming in looking like four color stuff that's in a magazine. Well, that's different than what I just got from blurb, you know? So uh, it's expensive. I, you know, there are others. I, some people use the Apple ones. Have you ever ordered books from the Apple stuff? Yes. Who do they end up using who do they ship through do
0: they have their own people uh it it all comes branded by Apple as you would expect
1: okay um but I, I mean I've seen some of those and they look fine I mean for you know family pictures and that kind of stuff it's fine you know um I have a slightly higher standard because I want my work to look as good as possible when I show it to people um, and I'm very particular about how things look anyway and I know what my files look like etc etc so you know, blurb is fine for me. It is. It is expensive for what you're getting. But I think you know, I didn't put that many pages in. If I did a fifty-five page book or a seventy-page book, I think it would have been like a hundred and ten dollars. You know what I mean? It's not right. like it would be two hundred dollars. Um, right.
0: Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't scale that
1: way. Right. Right. I mine was probably as expensive per page as you could get. You know, uh, I'll do a fancier, bigger one in the future, and we'll we'll just see how it is. But yeah, they're not bad. Uh, can I? Can I say? I, something I will about, say it's very nice being able to do it through Lightroom. I laid yeah. it out in Lightroom and it uploaded, and I got the book, and it's perfect. So that's pretty nice. Whatever
0: you do, don't don't do double page spreads of an image in a in a book. That that was the one thing that I really was disappointed about in this McCurry book in Untold is okay. that you've got these beautiful images, and then you know you either have to break the binding, yeah. to see the entire thing, or you just have to. Reconcile yourself to not seeing the full image the way it was intended to be seen.
1: I will say that uh, Adorama <clears throat> does. You can do sort of double double page things, but the way their binding is, the f- book fl- sits flat.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so
1: it's it, it actually looks like it looks like a print that you folded and then unfolded and flattened out like there's obviously a visual crease because right, it right. folded but it doesn't it's not like it swoops in in the middle and back out again you know right so there's not there's not like a dip in it it's pretty flat yeah. so there in general yes i agree with you
0: yeah and that's um, i mean that's, that's just a it's a personal pet peeve of mine i i would have rather seen the book uh either use gatefold images which is going to increase the price right Uh, or, or, you know, even lay the whole thing out, uh, landscape format instead of portrait.
1: I, I, you know, the question is, does your average person who's looking through a book care nearly as much as we do?
0: I don't know. I, I,
1: I, I don't know. Uh, if you and Jeffrey Storrs were cameras, what kind of camera would you be and why?
0: Ooh, you go first.
1: (laughs) Ooh, I don't know. That's a
0: really tough one. But okay, let's let's go both sides. Let's go digital and analog. Okay. Uh
1: if I was a film camera, I'd be a Hasselblad 500. I think I think I can safely say that. See, I could I could go with that. Uh No, you you need to be like something with glass plates or something. <laughs> yeah, like what what's the like uh like an
0: 8x10 uh, uh, uh Like a Deardorf. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, see that would be good. <laughs> Uh, T- tough to get on with, but but, but the results are, <laughs> yeah. are
1: really well. <laughs> you know, just as a quick aside, I went to see the Radio City show last Friday, and they, the, the, the Rockettes, you know, the sure, Christmas yeah, Spectacular. Sure, yeah, sure. And they, had, they gave their 3D glasses because part of the show is like this 3D video thing. And on the side of it, it says, Warning, glasses intended for use solely to view 3D film during Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Do not use for any other purpose. Right. Were they the red and blue or the stereoscopic? No, they're, they're, they're polarized ones. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. what, what, what other possible use could you? You're not allowed to use these for any other 3D viewing. <laughs> I want, well, if you've got a 3D TV, wouldn't they work? Yeah, they probably would. Yeah, But like, why would you even? What happened that they had to put that warning on there?
0: Uh, who knows? Um,
1: all right. So what, what would you, you got a different answer or you, is that
0: where you're um, at? No, I, I like, I like the, uh, I, you know what? I, I maybe, I, I maybe would say a rolly like the, the twin lens roly. Like okay. The one I could Avedon see that. used. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, digital. I, 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 I think I'd have to go with an X-Pro. It, it fits me. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, 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 you've got to kind of work to use it, but it's, it's really superb results. I, it's, it's a little quirky. It's um, yeah. I like it. I, th- I think I'd probably be an expert. Yeah, it's kind of so, interesting.
1: I I almost was about to say the camera that I use. And I, I guess that, I, that begs the question of, do you, do, do you tend to choose the camera that is most like you in the same way that, you know, people get dogs that look like them?
0: Maybe, I don't know. I mean, Ergonomically, this this camera is not nearly as comfortable as my D three hundred. Right, my D three hundred. I had a Nikon D three hundred before, which I, I I sold. But that that camera felt like it was made for my hands. Right. I mean, it felt so good. Buttons are in perfect placement. I I wish they would come out with a D four hundred and just you know up the internals, but leave the body the same. Right.
1: In much the same way that when I got back from Italy and picked up my 5D, I was like, oh, my God, it's like sitting in a Porsche. Yeah. Like, it just it just it's so fast compared to the other thing. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's interesting. Yeah. Let's see. Um, as wannabe artists, where can we get real criticism with
0: value? Uh, I, th- I think on the group. I really do believe that there's some yeah. fantastic discussion and criticisms in the Google Plus group. Yep. Uh, you guys are putting up continually putting up fantastic work. You're 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 respectful with comments and feedback. And we're, if we haven't passed it, we're closing in on 800. Uh,
1: eight, um, something like that. Yeah.
0: And, we have a lot and of people. you know, uh, I think that's a great place to start. Better than Flickr, is what you're saying. I I think so simply because Flickr is hey world, you know, here's my stuff. Yeah. And for those people your stuff who are it sucks.
1: Your stuff's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's what you Flickr, yeah. Put it, put your stuff on Flickr if you need a hug. That's what you need. Yeah. Um but I think for, for those people we have a lot of people who are sharing for the first time, who have been kind of lurking and 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 uh and and now feel comfortable enough to put something up and you know I think the response has been overwhelmingly positive from what I've read and from what i've heard and and the emails that we receive um, yeah, I know the inter- the internet can be a weird place you know there's a there's a definitely a, a a different tone depending on which site you go to sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah there's some what? good stuff on luminous landscape luminous you know?
1: landscape i is a great site for i i read there they have they have some what form people put stuff up in forums because uh, kind of they, yeah. they put really nice work up there's fred miranda right people put stuff fred up miranda
0: on. their forums there fred miranda is a great place to go if you're looking for gear too they have a, a really sale, yeah. great ca- uh, classified section yep,
1: yeah yep um yeah you know what our you know what i think that the answer to that is put together a camera group in your area and do it in person yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot to be said for that typing in comments, having an, having a real time interaction, or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Google Plus Hangouts with a bunch of people, and somebody puts up a picture. Can you hmm. put a picture up as a as like your picture? You know what I mean? Can you say replace my video with a picture for a minute?
0: yeah if you can way- share your screen
1: okay oh yeah yeah okay so you could do that and have your picture up so and- should
0: should we do in uh, uh, let's let's do this let's let's or, make I uh, i don't know if you and i should be involved because that i would like to be involved okay then you can be involved uh let's let's organize maybe some like the 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 otp let's do an extension of the crit wall and okay. we'll we'll talk through images what okay. works what doesn't work what do you like what, what what don't you like and and let's do some hangouts next year um, you know, chime in if that would be something interesting for you. Cause I would love to either be involved somehow or facilitate that or help facilitate it. I, I, I like that type of interaction.
1: Jeffrey Sedoris, the facilitator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey is is the in.
1: facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, how do you feel about the increasing quality of camera phones? Where do you see mobile photography going in the future?
0: I love my, iPhone for photography. Specifically lately, I've been using Matbox almost exclusively. I love it. Love it. Okay. Do you, um, okay. Okay. Do you, love d- it. do you think that the, the, I feel like we're
1: probably plateauing though. With a sensor that size, there's only so much you can do. Uh,
0: maybe. Yeah. I mean, because it, because physics, you know. Yeah. There are without, physical
1: limitations.
0: Yeah. Without making the sensors, Larger, yeah, we might be hitting a wall, but I, I think the 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 five and the five S, yeah, they're great uh, where they are. They're really fantastic, right. and but, but don't expect them to get twice as good next year because they, no. they can't. No, not unless there's a, a a a serious, I think, shift in the in the size of the actual sensor. You
1: know, it's funny they keep making these phones thinner. When if they just made them, I'd rather have a phone that was a few millimeters thicker if I could get a better camera in there. Yes. Yes. But people really want that thinness, or at least they, Apple they thinks They want the space.
0: thinness, and they want the giant screen.
1: It's weird. It's almost like they've, they've cornered themselves into a box, because now they can't make things thicker. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep going thinner, so they always have to keep going thinner, or else it looks like they're going backwards, you know? Yeah. When I think that these things are – I like the thickness of the 4 more than I like the thickness of the 5, personally.
0: I, I like the 4 and the 4 as an object they're much prettier more. than the five yes yeah. the, the 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 industrial design on the four and the four S are superb yeah, yeah. absolutely superb
1: and they felt they felt much more like a a, a fancy piece of something than the five yeah. and the five yeah. they feel
0: much more dense yeah i like they're the solid. density they yeah. felt like
1: a leica they really did yeah um so i you know i think they're getting better i don't use my camera phone nearly as much as you or some people do um just because I, I just, you know, I'll see something and I'll take a picture, but I don't walk around with my phone out
0: looking for pictures. I, th- I think that. Not to say that it's not a completely reasonable thing to do. It's just. No, you know, it I, I think there me. are some, there's some fantastic work being done with mobile. Yep. Um, check out Jack Hollingsworth's site. Yep. Uh, he's photo Jack on Twitter. He's really fantastic. Kochi uh, Hernandez. Uh, Richard Kochi Hernandez uh, another fantastic mobile photographer/storyteller slash storyteller. um he's w- I think he's won 2 Emmys for his work um and he's got a, a site called Kochi Studios it's k o c i studios.com where he's doing kind of storytelling and multimedia workshops and 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 uh downloadables and things like that he's really talented um there 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 are a number of really really good people using yeah. Like they're just using another tool. That's right. all it is. It's another yeah. tool.
1: But again, <laughs> these things are not going to repl- entirely replace uh, bigger things. You know, it's funny. Uh, our friend Claude, um, you know, talks, it was talking about getting one of those pocket cameras that, that you know, like Gary Yost got one, the little black, the magic, black magic thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but sort of, you know, there's always this this concern that this little dinky thing the size of a cell phone can take this gorgeous video, but how do people who are hiring you feel about you carrying a little thing the size of a cell phone instead of a big thing with a matte box and whatever else, you know?
0: I think perception is changing because these cameras are getting so much better and so much smaller. I hope so,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's weird because that's an example where that little thing actually does have quality almost as good as the bigger things Mm-hmm. where with stills you know i i think that there because the 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 resolution of say just regular hd video is not all that high as 1920 pixels it's nothing you know compared to stills right that, that you could still have a reasonably small sensor with big photo sites and still get a great picture out of something that small where
0: mm-hmm. when you're taking
1: stills and you want to get 20 or 30 megapixels well then you're in a whole other league and and you actually start noticing the limitations of that stuff um but it's interesting. It's uh, I think I think that the smaller stuff will get better and better. Uh, um, it's just you know technology is always changing, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's weird that for so many years between say the '30s and the '90s, you had pretty constant people used like Hasselblads and Leicas and and you know, SLRs like the Canon and Nikon stuff like, but that cameras didn't change all that much in that time. I mean, yeah, they had electronics so they could do auto exposure and then autofocus, but like the camera uh, uh, look and feel and size did not change the for, the the form factor did not change much, mm-hmm. you know, over those years. And I think it's just a big, a big spank, you know, a glass of cold water in the face to people who have been around for 50 years. Cause everything's changing so fast. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That just makes them uncomfortable. Uh Lots of questions about HDR on, in this Q and a that I asked. And one person said, why does HDR get such a bad reputation? Isn't it just another creative tool? And that, <laughs> that led to 25 people going back and forth. Right. On the good and the bad of HDR. Um What are your thoughts?
0: I think, the the majority of HDR that I've seen is ham-fisted. It's, it's really heavy-handed. There's not a lot of subtlety to it. And it's, I mean, you can argue it all you want, but it's just, it's not how you see. Right. Actually, you could argue that it is actually closer to what you see. Yeah, but you... you People push it so far that there's, there's detail in all of the shadows. There's, there's detail in all of the highlights and I'm sorry, but that's not how you see. Sometimes things go to white. Sometimes things go to black. Let it happen. Sure.
1: Yeah. I, I have shot some HDR when I first saw HDR back in 2006, 2007, um, New York times did an article about it and they showed some examples. And at the time it was like, Oh my God, look at this thing that looks like a painting, but is actually a photo. And they were pretty well done ones that were a little bit halo-y, but not terrible, you know, Mm -hmm. um, doing really good HDR is actually not easy, you know, really high end HDR. I think that there is a place for using HDR for, as some people in the, in the group said architectural photography, you know, where it's, you want you want to be able to see what's outside the windows and what's in the room and that kind of stuff. If it's done in a way that it ends up looking like a photo that just didn't have a bunch of stuff blow out because the lighting was correct, then I'm fine with it. Um, and you could argue that you should be fine with it, even if somebody's using it for artistic purposes. You may just not like the artistic purposes. Um, I think that there are way too many pictures of sunsets that are taken with HDR, That in 10 years, everyone's going to be like, remember in 2009 when everyone took sunsets with HDR, right? They're going to be very, very dated looking. Um, And that goes for a lot of people who are very famous doing that kind of stuff. I think people are going to be like, wow, never when we thought that looked good. Right. Um, I think you and I both tend towards the kind of stuff that is going to live longer than the time that we make it. You know, you and I tend to like more classical looking Stuff.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, not to say that there's not uh, good HDR being done. I'm I, there. There is. I've seen HDR where I go, oh wow, okay, that's that's really good. But yeah, you know, when you when you push it so far where you've got halos around things and yeah. you've got you know detail everywhere yeah. and you've got reflections everywhere and it's yeah. just, ugh, it's Ansel, just Ansel Adams didn't need HDR. Mm, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. It just it's it's. It relies too much on the post, and if I guess my one of my questions about it is, would that photograph stand on its own without being an HDR photograph? Right. Is, the, is, is it that the interesting? Test? Is it interesting? Is it is it good? Is the composition good, or or is are you are you looking at it solely because you're looking at the processing? You're looking at okay. the
2: post.
1: Well, interestingly enough, somebody in the group said that, and they said, well, isn't black and white just another? process like HDR we don't see in black and white. So could you could you also say is that black and white photo would it be good if it was in color? If it isn't then it wouldn't be
0: good. See what I'm saying? Um maybe, but black and white is is I don't know, black and white is somehow different. There's a there's a tonality difference in what it's what it's recording and what it's capturing and how it's capturing it to me that that feels different than than hdr mm-hmm. hdr just feels gimmicky to me do you use it on your phone hdr
1: yeah no see I, I do use it on my phone a lot because i feel like the sensor clips so often on my phone that a lot of times when i'm outside i'll shoot with the hdr mode turned on and have it throw out the non-hdr version because mm-hmm. it because the apple stuff isn't too heavy-handed it really is just doing multiple exposures and trying to average them sort of, you know? Okay. So it's more of a tone map
0: type of a feel. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: You know, and it's not too bad. It doesn't end up looking really halo. It just looks like, Oh, I suddenly got a lot more dynamic range out of this sensor. Right. Um,
0: I don't know. I think the, one of the other things is, is I, I, I just feel weird about, you've got to capture, you know, 12 images to get one. Yeah. I've and never that, done more than three or five. I think, I don't know. There's something about the moment. It's a moment. Yeah. yeah. It's not 42 moments stitched together. It's, A moment. I I tend to agree with you. It's closer to you. Could you say that it's
1: closer to like a painting kind of thing than it is photography? Maybe it's just not into it's out of the photography realm at that point.
0: Oh, no, I I definitely think it's still photography. I just I'm just not a fan of the aesthetics of it very much.
1: It's funny. I think that if it's done, it just has to be done really well. Sure. All right. Uh, Next question. How does one avoid the feeling of imitating when starting out and looking to define your own style or any style for that matter, how does one avoid repetition when we're all trying to define that style? How do you go out in the street without sh- uh, to shoot without feeling like you're trying to copy, like that you're copying Winogrand? How do you go out at night without feeling like Versailles did this already? And the list goes on and on.
0: You don't.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: you it's just it's, accept it's going, the fact that those people did that. <laughs> it's going to seep in somewhere. Yeah. You know, whether it's conscious or, or unconscious you know, if you're shooting portraits at some point, you're probably going to shoot against a white background. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're trying to copy Abaddon? No. Right. And Abaddon wasn't the first person to do that anyway. Right. You know, at some point you're going to shoot, you know, long exposure or time-lapse or, you know, your chances are you're not going to do anything that's, that no one has ever done before. You know, if you look back, far enough or look in the right places, you're going to see somebody that's done it. You hopefully will bring a different point of view or, or, or a slightly altered point of view. You know, remember it's a kaleidoscope. It's not a pendulum. It's, it's little differences, little subtleties that, that everybody wants to be so different. So they stand out. Just be good. Okay. Do, do, do good work. And, and if somebody wants to compare it to you or compare you to someone else, then, You know, if it came from a space of of genuine exploration or genuine uh, intent to be true to you and and other stuff seeps in, so what?
1: I think repeating what other people have done when you're first starting out or or experimenting is not only a natural thing to do, but almost a necessary thing to do. Um, Sure. uh, You know, uh, when I was taking pictures towards the beginning, there are pictures that are knock off technique wise of all kinds of photographers, just because I wanted to figure out how they did it. You know, mm-hmm. how did they get that look? Oh, they took it outside in the sunlight with a reflector. Okay. I'm going to go shoot this thing in the sunlight with a reflector and see if I can get it to look like that. Um, so I think that there are, but that's a good thing. Cause then you like learn a new technique. And so maybe you take pictures like Winogrand, you take pictures like Brassai, but maybe you end up somewhere between Winogrand and Brassai, mm-hmm. you know, in your style and you have a little bit of both. I mean, you could claim all kinds of people whose work looks like mine that I'm stealing from, quote-unquote, but, you know, great artists steal, right? So it's it's not – you're not – imitate imitating is fine when you're starting out, and I think it naturally develops into your own style as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a limitation. You're never going to – perfectly imitate the person and in the difference between perfection and and reality that's sort of that's sort of the 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 stone that gets cut away that's defining your style you know
0: sure yeah i could see that
1: i don't know uh let's see we got lots to go through let's go uh Uh, My question for Bill Wadman is, what would be your go-to to to getting to know your technique for making someone feel more at ease for making a picture of a stranger or a client when there's not a lot of time? Uh, Also, go-to posing things. I know it's always different, but the poses I see in 365 portraits and other pro photographers just seem so at ease. And I feel like mine, even when I have time with somebody, feel completely contrived and uncomfortable. Well, um, I will tell you that I didn't do all that much posing, and I rarely do, actually. Uh, the only time I tell people, this is an interesting question, because if you don't have a lot of time with somebody, there are two ways to go about it. One, you can just see how they naturally end up, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Natural to, mannerisms, yeah, that kind of thing. Try to make them comfortable by saying, just be yourself, and, and you know, we're going to see what comes out. Now, some people that ends up being a really stiff, awkward picture because they're a stiff, awkward person, you know, some people want to be told exactly what to do, you know, uh, they want you to go turn your head to the left, put your arm here, do this. Cause that somehow makes them feel more comfortable because then it's not on them to come up with the pose. Right. Um, right. I rarely do that and I should actually get better at doing that more. Um, I feel like that puts a little too much of me in the picture and less. And whenever there's more of me, there's less of the subject. So I, I tend to try not to do that. Although I, it's one of the things I need to work on actually. Um, Man, it's, it's all about the vibe you set up. You know, you, you, I think you have to, I think the person sitting in front of you has to have confidence in you doing what you do. And I think a lot of that comes from being so comfortable with doing it that you don't even seem like any of the technical stuff, the camera, the lights, the settings, the, whatever it is. If you look like you're fiddling and thinking about it, that makes there's sort of a, uh, it's like, it's like, you know, when you're saying dogs can't, you can't, you can't shake or they'll see a sweat and they'll know that you're weak. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Right. It's kind of like that with subjects. Like, you have to be supremely confident. You have to show no fear. Because if you show fear, then they're, you know, or show sort of weakness, then they're like, oh, man, this guy doesn't know what he's doing either. And here I am sitting here and I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, and the whole thing kind of crumbles. Um, so th- there's a confidence factor in there, too. It uh, makes people more comfortable. But, you know, most of the things 365 portraits, those were all just those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell them what to do all that much, but I generally took some time with m- most of them except for buzz aldrin i had like 15 seconds for that one
0: um and you were lucky to get it mister yeah.
1: what do you think about that buzz aldrin no uh
2: <laughs>
0: yes i buzz think aldrin. he's an american hero <laughs>
1: <laughs> da, da,
0: da, 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 da. Uh, i don't really have a lot to compare that to i don't have a lot of experience with with you know portraiture or But did what or,
1: i was saying make sense
0: uh, for you. Yeah,
1: sure. Right. Well, that's the
0: thing. Everybody's got a different thing. There are some, yeah, you're, you're going to find your own way right. to relate to someone. Right. And um, sometimes
1: it doesn't work out. I've, yeah. I hear anecdotes of very famous photographers working with very famous people and it's a, you know, a poop show because they just, it's like oil and water.
0: I'm you sorry. Know. It It's a, it's a, what kind of show?
1: Well, I couldn't say the real thing on our show. (laughs) A poop show. Um, You know what I mean? Like you, you can't guarantee it.
0: Episode 87, the (laughs) The poop poop show. show.
1: No one is, uh, no one's perfect, you know? And and no one's ever going to get everyone to be comfortable. I don't know. So don't, don't worry about it too much. Right. You know, Um, worrying about it makes you look weak and that's bad, you know? Um, Jeffrey, how do you battle, cope, overcome the winter funk? Makes me wonder. I oh, wish ma- my
0: funk only lasted their winter.
1: Makes one wonder, reexamine your past work, and can't help to wonder, why bother? In addition to the deteriorating oh. health of a family member, how does one stay positive? That question's for both you and I.
0: Oh. Big question. Yeah, that could be a whole show. Uh. Oh. Uh, gosh. You know, I, at any, uh, I, mm, shit. I'm probably a six out of 10 most of the time. Okay. And while I seldom go to a two, I also seldom go to an eight or a nine. Okay. I, 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 I tend to hover around a six. Um, Hmm, and it's not just during the winter; it's all the time.
1: Well, see, you, know? you you have a different thing where your your winter is not a winter like we have here, right? Your days don't get crazy short. Like it, the sun goes down at like three forty five right now, right? Um, I you know what I do exercise now. Yeah, you know we we get up at six a.m. <clears throat> on weekdays and go to the gym. Me for like a half an hour, and Conrad for like an hour and a half. So uh, that, that really helps because it sort of sets your clock a little bit better and it gets your endorphins going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I, I would, wouldn't have said this last year, but now I'd say that exercise is actually a really big one. Exercise
0: is good. Um, give give yourself work to do. Yeah. I, I tend to give myself little projects. Stay busy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, like with the thing with, with dad and I mean, you went through it with your dad. Yep. Uh, I couldn't get out of it. Right. I had I had to, you know, uh, I had to sort of bob along on that sea until I no longer had to bob along on that sea. There was nothing I could do to take myself out of it because it was there. He was there. Right. You know, and the same thing happened with my mother, you know. Uh, I. But taking the
1: pictures of your father it, and that kind of stuff helped, no?
0: Actually, surprisingly, yes. Right. So... He wouldn't let me take photographs of him at, there at the end when he was alive, but I did take uh, five photographs after he died. Okay, I took one of each hand, one of each tattoo, and another one.
1: Right. So, I think that I think that um, I mean in in this guy's question, the whole "why bother"? You know, if you look at your stuff and say "why bother," well. Uh, if that's how you feel, if you feel like there's no there's no way that you could ever get better, then you might as well just stop. But if but if you feel like there's a way to get better, but you look at it and say why bother? Well, sitting there not making more stuff isn't going to make you any better, right? The only the only right. way through is forward. Uh,
0: I don't agree with that. Why? What do you say? Because forwards, you you sometimes have to go laterally or even backwards to get forward. Okay, but I'm just saying,
1: doing doing making more stuff is the only way to make
0: better stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being in motion, right? Being in motion, sure. Uh, yeah. So and a positive positive is a really hard term for me to wrap my head around. You know, some people say that it's genetic. Well, if that's the case, then I should be a lot happier than I am because my mother was an absolute joy. Right, but your father's more like you uh probably yeah. or I'm more like him yeah. right
1: yeah that's it's it's a tough question, but I think that is a very, very personal answer yeah that.
0: i mean it, there's a I, I forget what the where i where I first heard it or read it, but there was a quote that 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 said i'm 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 not happy, but I'm not unhappy about it <laughs> and that I, I, that really hits me. That's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not miserable, yeah. but I'm also not ecstatic. See,
1: when I'm depressed, I'm really upset about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sort of a different angle than you. It's weird. Mm hmm. Uh, we'll, t- we'll t- talk about that more. Yeah. That, this could
0: time. be part of a bigger discussion. Right, well, make a no, I, would, I would enjoy that. Make a yeah. note
1: of it for the next show or for the new year. And we'll,
0: uh, talk about new year. It. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's not, let's not end the year on that one. <laughs>
1: uh next question when do airlines give senior citizens discount from california
0: to new york city (laughs) Ah, gee who uh, this is this has got to be from either baleward or clark from clark (laughs) Uh, (laughs) freddie wise guy uh Uh, i i hope i hope soon i mean we, we we've talked about making that happen forever yeah and uh you know, would it would it be crazy to come January? I, I don't no. know. Flying into New York in it's January, is, is are the worries? wings going to ice over? Are and you stuff? kidding
1: me? You're really that upset about it?
0: I don't know. You're it's, you're crazy. No, Get on a plane. Yeah. Okay. So, uh are be pretty cheap in January, probably. I, 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 I we'd like to do something, but but Bill refuses to talk to the people that he needs to talk to. We need so. a date before we can he's, do anything like that. Bill's dra- <laughs> hear that sound? <laughs> That's me dragging my heels. <laughs>
1: i'm wearing tap shoes what is uh, that
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just got done watching psych <laughs>
1: uh, you know i'll I, I, that psych what's it called it was no good the musical
0: episode it was silly not as good as it should have been i wanted no. more i expected no. more no i mean they sing suck it throughout the year they couldn't give us one with music and choreography come
1: on yeah i know right uh, let's see. What do you follow when tackling a creative career, your brain or your heart and how to deal with failure once there's no moving forward?
0: Okay. I've got a great answer for this. Okay. I got a great answer for this. One of the things that, you uh, listen to your penis. That's what, you, wow. what, what is your answer? No. What does that even mean? What is that? What is that? No. Uh, I have, I have been listening to, a, a, a podcast called the fizzle show. Okay. And uh, uh, it's uh, Chase Reeves, uh, uh, Cor- Corbett Barr, and I forget the other guy. Anyway, they, they the, the site you can get to it either Fizzle Show or, or uh, the Sparkline is another one of the things. And one of the things that they that they talked about on on an episode of the podcast is is you have to have a CEO hat and you have to have a designer hat. And when you're wearing one, you don't get to do the work of the other. Okay. So when you're in CEO mode, you deal with CEO issues. You deal with, with, you know, the, the sort of bigger picture issues of running your business. Um, and when you're in designer mode, that's when you get to be creative and it's very hard for people to, so you're saying uh, people need to be
1: schizophrenic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I'm not, uh, uh, no, I, I think you just, it's, it's, it's all too often to let work spill over into other buckets. Okay. when you're working on one type of project, it's it's easy to become distracted and go, oh, I really need to work on. I I forgot I got to do this. Well, their idea is is no, you stay on task and you block out times for each and you work on projects that are that you've relegated to each hat. And I've I've been doing this over the past several months and I find that it's it's really helping. It's helping me to stay on task it's helping me to to not feel quite so overwhelmed when i look at my whiteboard or my list of things that i'm trying to get done right. because i can say okay next time i'm in designer mode i can work on that but right now i have to work on you know social media or seo or whatever it is if i'm if i'm in you know the ceo mode okay um, so that's just so one. You're way. saying split it up is,
1: is, is essentially your yes, advice.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and block out time for each. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's, that's one way anyway.
1: What okay. do you th- uh, I tend to lean towards your heart. Although, um, sometimes that makes me angry thinking that I'm not spending too much time on my brain. I think if you, if you, if you lean on your brain, I think leaning on your brain leads to more regret than leaning on your heart.
0: I agreed. And this is kind of
1: my, in my experience,
0: I agree. And this is kind of why I like this sort of two hat approach because some of the work that you do when running your photography business or your art business or your writing business or whatever it is, some of it is left brain work.
1: Right. And, but the question is in your thing, then the question becomes which one gets more time, you know,
0: I think it depends on what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: But I, I, my fear would always be that the CEO would start pulling his, you know, start throwing his weight around to the, to the deference of, of, of the artist, you know,
0: maybe, maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe that's one of the reasons that you are not really a fan of, of, you know, things like social media and, and being, uh, having a presence in social media, because yeah. that's taking away from doing yeah. in your mind, what is the actual work? The well, impo- it
1: it just seems like okay. it's sort of like, okay, yeah, you can do that, but uh,
0: no one's going to care of some post you wrote in that's 10 years, true. but, it, but I can some point Twitter to, post. I can point to 10 people who've gotten real world work from their social media streams. Uh,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I know there are people who are, I just, it, to, to me, it's sort of like, I don't, that's not what I want to leave behind. So it's a, it's a frustrating thing to how much do you invest in that before mm-hmm. you, you're saturated, you know, and sure. then okay. it's like, okay, okay. you know, that's fair. because you could spend five hours a day writing Twitter posts, but like, is that actually going to help your, you know, is that going to make right. you better at what you do? No. So where's the thing? 10 minutes of doing it, <laughs> zero minutes of doing it, an mm-hmm. hour of doing it. You know, that's, that's the question. Um, and are you really adding anything to the conversation or are you just creating a lot of
0: fireworks? Um, uh, I think that depends on the quality of, of the content that you're putting out, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ideal Christmas present photography related and non photography related.
0: Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I'm not a good receiver of gifts. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, uh, I'm not very good at it.
1: Like if I could choose a non photography related gift that I'd like to get, it would be a tie with uh <laughs> the control layout from an Apollo command module.
0: You like that? That's pretty good, right? Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh God, I don't know, non photography related gift? Prob well. Hmm. Do you I mean, do you like the idea
1: of getting gifts that aren't something that can be used? What do you mean? I'm not sure I
0: understand what you mean by that.
1: Like, uh, for example, um, I guess this, this is a judgmental thing right now. I'm about to say, but like somebody gives you, you know, uh, a new necklace or, a, you know, a uh, um, uh, uh,
0: um, or a tie with the Apollo layout.
1: Well, on. no, I mean, or, or, or <laughs> you, you don't know. really want
0: to wear it ever
1: or cufflinks that your average, like guy would wear twice in his life nowadays, you know?
0: Um, I wish I could pull off cufflinks,
1: right? But but is is that the kind of thing, or would you say you know what that four hundred dollars would have been better spent on a new hard drive setup or whatever? You know what
0: yeah, I mean? Like, that's, that's being practical. That's 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 deflating or or that's taking the joy of of giving the gift away from that person.
1: Yeah. Yes, but I'm just saying that like I I don't have a whole lot of stuff that doesn't actually do anything like that. It, right. that, that feels frivolous to me from just like a moral point of view. I'm like, wait, this is just empty consumerism you know what i mean like a certain level of stuff you know i don't know i don't i don't think like it's my that. Mo- my mother brings me gifts back from her trips places and it's very nice of her to bring me gifts but i don't need the things that she brings me
0: no but it's not that's not what it's about it's about her experiencing joy in, right. in giving you something yeah i know and that's what i have a hard time with I, I i have a hard time receiving gifts i always have yeah um but you know i don't know no i don't know
2: was this something I, somebody, I,
1: want, if if somebody out there is really rich who asked this question, they're going to send us something. Uh, I'd like a Leica S2, you know,
0: it's only $28,000. Isn't, isn't that photography related?
1: That's my photography
0: related pick. Okay. Okay. Photography related pick. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know. Maybe, uh, uh, if, if one of the Fuji reps are listening, uh, shoot me over an XE2. Yeah. You want that one? I like it. It looks, it looks cute. Or, or uh, Panasonic GX7. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Gary loves that camera. And I, I, I think it looks fantastic. One of the things I like about it is I'm, I'm a left-eye shooter. Yeah. So, though I do really like my X-Pro, yeah. my nose is always against the LCD. Where it, in these cameras, the thing is in the middle? No, the, the GX7 has an articulating LCD that you can, you can move it at a 45 or you can even look straight down into it. Ah, Okay. You know, and I was talking to Gary about it and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking through it with my left eye right now. If you put it at like a 45, your nose doesn't hit the, the viewfinder.
1: Okay. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and the footage that, that comes out of that little thing is super pretty. Yeah. 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 Very, very nice. Um, uh, non-photography related. I don't know. I like candles. <laughs> you
1: know what I kind of like? And I, I
0: hate to admit it. I like those flicker LED ones. Those are kind of cool. See,
1: I like, I like the gap holiday candles. The Gap for the last 20 years sells these candles that kind of smell faintly evergreen-esque, and I've always liked the smell of them. And while there are other candle companies that make things that are Christmas, wintry, evergreeny, whatever, they don't quite smell the same, Mm. but it's gotten to the point where that smell is like sort of ingrained in me for the Mm. holiday season. In a strange
0: way, uh, I've got one. It's uh, from uh, Heirloom Claremont, which is a great little store in in the Claremont Village, and they they have them custom made, uh, especially for them by uh, Idlewild Candle Company. Uh, And the the scent is called Fireside, and it's it's like this sort of camp fiery kind of smell. It's really fantastic.
1: And you haven't sent me one of those
0: because? Do you you want one of those? I'll send you one. (laughs) Seriously, they have send me one. I want to see it. And they have uh, Tack Room is another really Tack Room. It's, it smells like a tack room, like you know, like leather and horses. Oh, oh okay, okay. But yeah, fireside. I'll send you one. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm gonna write myself a note. All right.
1: Uh, what's the best way to clean the sensor in my old 5D Classic? Remember old sensors before no, they started vibrating them and getting the dust off? Just alcohol and a Q-tip, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, I thought
0: you just pour. I thought you just dip the whole camera in the alcohol. Well, I mean, look, you're not actually. Touching the sensor. Isn't there a sheet of glass over the sensor?
1: Uh, yes. In most of these cameras. Yeah. Um, however, I would tend to say just use a little blower, like one of those, like a rocket blower. Yeah. Like a rocket blower. They make cheap, Mm -hmm. you know, knockoff brands. You don't have to spend $30 on a piece of rubber, but, um, I always, I ended up using that. It's funny. I haven't thought about sensor dust as being a problem for years now, but I guess it, it really was back in the day. Um, so yeah, if you're a 5D user, I think I used to just, you know, open it up, turn on the clean thing and then, you know, try to get mm-hmm. the air off it. Um, the other place dust ended up getting was inside the viewfinder. So like cleaning oh, off, mm. cleaning off the, uh, the sort of, uh, the, the, the focus screen. Yeah. The focusing screen, but you got to be careful because those focusing screens are very fragile. So yes. very, Remember, very they light. used to be replaceable. They are in some cameras. I think mine, I, did, I think they either stopped doing it in the 5D3 or I used to swap it out in the 5D2 and get the brighter, more matte one. So it showed mm-hmm. you more of the depth of field or, I mean, it was less bright, but it was more matte. I, I uh, miss
0: the split prisms.
1: I loved split prisms. You can buy split prism finders for the 5Ds from an uh, aftermarket person, but they're like $190 or something. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you can do it some of the Nikons
0: too. It's like, cat cat eye micro i think yeah maybe yeah okay
1: you know it's funny when you pull out like that AE one my old father's old canon the the viewfinder and the prism in that for focusing are amazing Mm -hmm. it's like if they could do this in 1979 what is going on
0: you know what are are we really talking about
1: do they figure that people just don't care because they're all shooting autofocus anyway maybe i don't know it's a little sad uh so yeah I I would use I would try air first for really 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 stubborn things and, and not the compressed air. No, don't do cans of air. canned air. No, not the canned No 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 no. Although if you have an air compressor where it's just shooting air out of it. Uh, make sure you've got a moisture filter. Yeah, oh, is that what they do? I I've, I've never Otherwise,
0: oh, because the, the, oh, the condensation collects gets, in the tank. Oh,
1: there you go. See, you know more about this than I do. But yeah, uh, I try air before anything. Sometimes things are really, really, really stubborn and you need to go in there. I've used a Q-tip before, although sometimes that can leave cotton on there. They make those little brushes to do it. But I don't think mm-hmm. you need to go brushing your sensor every two days. Like that's like a rare right. thing. That's If it's bad enough that your air can't get it, then, you know. You could also it br- bring it, yeah, or bring it into even a place in your neighborhood. And there's people who do that stuff. You know, they did that a lot at the PA or the PM. What is the show I went to? Photo Plus. Yeah,
0: that's mm, it. Mm-hmm. What they had like free yeah. sensor cleaning. Sony or
1: and Canon and all the people had people on site, huh? Cleaning cameras like in these glass booths, so you could like watch them cleaning cameras. Wow. And you know what they were doing? They were just opening them up and going Tsh! with air. Huh. That was like ninety percent of it. And then looking like they were, like, putting guns back together, you know? Mm. Um, All right, last one here. Uh, How do you shoot wide apertures with a strobe without overexposing the flash, especially if you need to overpower ambient light? Huh. ND filters is the question. Um,
0: Carl uses ND filters. He loves ND filters. Yeah. um, And, And gets superb results out of it, too.
1: Well, ND filters are not they're, they're an answer for a specific problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't own any ND filters cause I don't do the kind of work that requires them most of the time. Um, ND filters just lower the amount of light that's getting into the camera. So you can still use a wide open aperture, but you're getting the right amount of light because you have these ND filters sort of stopping it down for you in front of the lens. Um, why do you, especially if you need to overpower ambient light. So is this outside, if you're overpowering ambient light outside, so let's say you're outside and you need, normally your camera, if you weren't using a flash, you could use it wide open, but then you use a really high shutter speed, like 8,000th of a second or something. I'm right. Speaking, so you're
0: locked into 200th of a right. second or 250th but, of a second.
1: Right. So so if you're locked to that, generally you either have but to stop down. But you want to shoot down, at 1.7 or something. Exactly. Uh, you either have to see, I mean, obviously lower your ISO as low as it can go, right? Mm-hmm. Like lower your sensitivity. And if that can't go any lower then yeah, you can use ND filters. Uh, that's how people do it. I, I generally don't do that. Or, um, on, yep. if, you're, if you're using speed lights, you can also use high speed sync, which just sort of pulses the flash, it goes brrrr, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: mm-hmm. which lowers your output a lot on the flash, but usually is, is not a big thing. What are you going to say? Sorry.
0: I was just uh, uh, some of the portraits that that uh, Joey L did in Africa. You know, midday sun, bright sun would use ND filters to pull down the background so he could shoot at at, at uh, higher or uh, lower aperture.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, I, what, it, what's that one that Carl's got? It's like a ten stop ND filter. It's the what did he call it in Fashionscape? He's using it. He, you can't even see through it. It's so dark. Yeah. And he was doing like two minute exposures at that, at the, the crashed uh, plane
1: um,
0: uh, with, with big, the girl
1: or without the girl. I haven't watched No, the without the yet. girl,
0: big, big something. I can't remember the name of it it's now, what but uh, because it, it allowed him to uh, catch the movement of the clouds ah, okay. against the horizon. Okay. So yeah, and
1: for, for landscaping people and that kind of stuff, they use that to to really knock down the light.
0: Yeah. But he um, uses ND grads a lot and, yep. and he'll use, you know, one stop or two stops to, to drop the background down and then fill it in with, with flash. And it looks beautiful. Yep.
1: There's, there's yeah. All tricks to doing that. Um, and you know, there are very specific times. The other thing you could do is get like a, even a circular polarizer will probably lose you about a stop of light if it's, you know, all the way
2: Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. full
1: power. So sometimes in a pinch, if you have one of those, that'll, you know, save you a stop. So if you were at 500th of a second, it'll get you down to two of a second. Right. Which usually gets you within sync, and then for medium format cameras and some of the new modern little cameras actually can sync really fast because they don't have a real shutter, they have an electronic shutter, mm-hmm. so they can actually uh or or like in the case of some of those fujis, like the x one hundred I had uh you know have the shutter in the lens, so they don't have a focal plane shutter, so uh you can sync to like eight hundredth of a second or a thousandth of a second, so you get another two stops there. Um, there's no real answer. There's a number of ways to do it, but yes, people do use ND filters to pull down the light. Uh, It's just not something I tend to do. Um, I think that's the end of the Q and a, that was fun. Some good ones.
0: Yeah. There's some good ones in there.
1: Who's our photographer of the week?
0: Uh, photographer of the week. Is this a Christmas present
1: to everybody? And I don't
0: know. Uh it's it's uh Miss Anniella, okay. who is uh, a, um a UK photographer. She kind of f- first gained prominence doing uh self-portraits on Flickr. Okay. And and they just kept getting more and more interesting and more and more elaborate and more and more conceptual. Uh and and now she is uh doing some really fantastic uh fashion and fine artwork. Um Kind of this new crop of part, part of the, this new crop of, of photographers, like Kirsty Mitchell, is another one oh. who they do these very sort of elaborate, dreamy yeah. uh, portraiture sessions and fashion sessions, and and I, I love this type of work when it's done well. Yeah. And, and you know, what, there's a, it seems like there's a lot of like Russian photographers who do stuff like this. You ever notice that? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is 500 pixels you'll find a lot. Yeah. Uh but her 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 stuff kind of a lot of it borders on the surreal or maybe even enters the surreal really. Um and and she's she's bringing this sort of dreamy kind of heavily composited uh super creative work to mainstream products. I mean she's she's doing work for HTC and and you know Nikon and right, and, and right. all this. Um, but I, I love seeing this kind of stuff and I love seeing the progression of, of her skills improve, uh, both in concept and execution.
1: I think that I like her, um, personal work more than I like her commercial work. Okay. It's like, it's almost like when she has more freedom to do whatever she wants, they're Mm -hmm. more successful. Uh, oh, there's some weird ones in here. Like the ones that are some of these nudes that are like body parts, all Photoshopped into each other. So it's just like, you know, a person's hip connected to the butt connected to Mm -hmm, the face. mm -hmm. Those are freaky.
0: Yeah. Weird, right?
1: Yeah. And like the, there's ones with geese with like human heads.
0: And those, I I
1: believe
0: that those are all her.
1: Well, then she has a very nice body too.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I really like the stuff that she's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of work in abandoned spaces, a lot of work compositing um pieces of, of artwork, of famous paintings into uh her figures and, and the dress work that she does. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I I really dig her stuff and I think she's very talented. And and interesting in how how she sort of launched her career Doing self-portraits yep. and and just posting them, and they got more and more elaborate, and and more and more people sort of uh, found her and shared her, and and that just allowed the career to grow and allowed to uh, allowed her to grow as, as an artist as well. I thought I think that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's very cool stuff. It's a good one. Oh, there's some freaky stuff in here, like bodies <laughs> and like trash cans in the woods and stuff. Right, and like, right
0: that's some dark stuff right there there there, there's you know there's there's high fashion there's high concept there's there's some lowbrow stuff there's very simple setups uh i i think whatever type of photography you're into you'll find something in here that that you can identify where she
1: finds her locations where is she in uk you said uk yeah weird yeah. There's some weird places. It's, it's interesting. Sometimes she pulls from who was that photographer where it was all the landscapes with the naked person in them, like a single naked person,
0: like really small. Oh uh, gosh. I remember that. Um, we did it on the show. They were, yeah, like, it was a single, like they, they were nude, but you had to kind of look, look at a lot of them to yeah. see where they are. Yeah. There's a I couple don't
1: of them like that in here where it's like, it's little naked her in this larger landscape. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Uh, she also likes sort of the double exposure kind of looking stuff. Right. Or you're masking. You, you know, a lot of those almost feel like talk. going back to the Photoshop conversation, just playing with uh, blending modes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so you're like lightening stuff over dark or, you know, whatever it is and yeah. sort of ways to to blend multiple exposures.
0: She, she seems to have a very sort of uh, approachable style. She does workshops and videos and things like that. And and. There's a lot to cover, but it seems to be a a, a a cool environment in the way they're presented.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very cool.
0: So yeah, Miss um, Saniello.
1: What uh anything else we want to say before we wrap up for our Christmas holiday?
0: Uh no. Wherever you are, I hope you have a great week. Uh if you if you do celebrate Christmas, have a fantastic Christmas. If you don't, have a fantastic week. Yeah. Uh, where, where, do you, where do you want them to, where do you want to send people?
1: Uh, let's see, uh, if you want the show notes for all the links we talked about, that would be five by five TV slash OTP slash eight, seven. Um, if you can go to the Google plus group, go over to Google plus search for on taking pictures, you can join the group and one of us will accept you. It's sort of a request and accept, but we accept everybody. We just try to keep it a uh, little bit called down. Um, and uh, if you want to find us, I am at Bill Wadman on Twitter. You are at Jeffrey uh E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. And uh, what's the phone number? Do you know the phone number offhand?
0: It is
1: uh, 347-687-9411. Yeah, we like uh, receiving phone calls. Those are always fun, too. Yes. Uh, anything else? Um, hmm. I hope you all get good stuff for Christmas so you can yeah. take take some more pictures,
0: take better pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See what you, you did.
1: You don't need you don't need stuff to take better pictures, Jeffrey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm I gotta say I'm very excited to go uh, to go shoot some film on this on this 35. And I'm excited to take my little Sony thing out today. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna take pictures uh, of Vermeer's. Nice. Actually, I don't think they're going to let me do that. Really? Uh, I'd be very surprised if. If they even without Flash? What do they think you're gonna do? Sell them? hey, at the at the uh Borghese gallery you couldn't even carry your phone in with you. You had to check your phone. What?
0: You, you could check- even take it in the museum with you. Right. You had to check yourself before you wrecked yourself. Oh, there it is. Interesting, you're, right? You're you're pretty hip.
1: Hey, you know what's kind of cool? Uh just one last thing. The Sony I just plugged it in and the raw files that it takes uh when you do square raw, it mm-hmm. actually Oh, actually, it gives you a full raw file. The preview is is cropped to square, but it actually is the full raw file.
0: Does it do in-camera
1: DNG? Uh, no. Does these ARW files, which I'm assuming is some Sony raw file. I, you know, I thought more Alpha cameras. Alpha raw, is that what ARW Maybe, is?
0: yeah. I thought more cameras would do in-camera DNG by now. I
1: think everyone should do in-camera DNG
0: personally, but, you know. Yeah.
1: We'll see. In the new year. I think Leica is the only person who does. Maybe Pentax?
0: yeah i'm not sure yeah
1: um all right we'll see you all next week and, yeah we'll uh, see
0: you uh, w- uh wait, let's see what's the next show is the next show the 31st it'll be it the is. 31st yeah wow all right new year's eve yeah right Exciting. On. all right all right have a good week thank you for listening everyone and uh, uh happy holidays merry christmas
2: This way, say what you want to say.